This is the MS Show, the podcast for people with multiple sclerosis and their families who want information and inspiration. I'm Bron Webster. I've been living with MS for over 20 years. I'll be sharing with you tips, stories and ways to keep going with MS. Now then, if you're an MS action taker, I want to keep in touch with you. So can you sign up to hear about my future MS action takers activities? The link to sign up is in the show notes. Hi, well today I'm really, really pleased that we've got Fiona, Fiona Clark joining us. Um, I met Fiona on a Facebook group because I wanted to find people who had received alternative therapies. So here's Fiona Clark. Welcome, Fiona. Hello, thank you. (laughs) So you said, oh yeah, I use lots and lots of different things. And we've just been having a quick chat, haven't we, just before we started the interview. Um, And I think just to put it into context, yeah, I know you've got um, MS, but we just ended up talking about how when you live with MS and you've got kids, how you end up being expected to be like a superwoman. And I just thought, wow, that is such an interesting place to start this discussion, isn't it? And so what were you telling me about what has happened, Fiona? The, um, when I, when I fell over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It it was a couple of years ago now, but it still makes me laugh. And it was just a case of walking down the steps to go to the cinema and um, conscious of, telling the little one to be careful of the steps and watch every step all the way down and we got to the bottom and then I um fell off the curb into the car park oh, <laughs> oh no yeah and oh, my older daughter was a bit panicky because I mean there was no it was quite quiet there was no cars or anything about so there wasn't that added worry but um yeah she was a bit like oh no mom she's trying to pull me up but I couldn't put the weight on my ankle because it had sort of I don't know twisted or something oh, yeah. oh so painful felt a bit yeah. when I'd been telling the kids to be careful of the step <laughs> and then we uh, on the floor couldn't get up and it must have looked really funny and in the nearby um pizza restaurant there'll have been loads of people and they oh, no. could see everything you know the windows isn't there and that's yeah and uh, I can just imagine that they were all looking out and probably laughing because they were just seeing a woman young woman with her children falling over <laughs> and <laughs> thinking you'd had a sort of early in the day drink or whatever yeah, well that's it and that's another thing as well that people can assume and um I think sometimes I must look like a, a Laurel and Hardy type of sketch or something, you know, like <laughs> slapstick and very, and um, yeah, I can imagine it, it would have looked funny, but if they had known that I have MS, they might have, people might have reacted differently. Because it, it is, it is this <laughs> invisible thing, isn't it, that we've living with, and it's just, it's crazy. But you are, you are a superwoman, doing all that you do with MS. I think you know if that's what you live with this invisible condition. Um, and when was it that you sort of started your MS journey, Fiona? What sort of happened for you? Well, um, I had given birth to my youngest um, 
and then it was sort of coming towards the end of my maternity leave. I had um, started noticing pins and needles in my hands and my arms and I thought I'd just trapped in there from where I'd been sat up half the night breastfeeding and I just... Mm. And you're um, sleep deprived and everything yeah, else yeah and, I was very yeah. tired as well but um she was a good sleeper as well so I was I kept thinking I shouldn't be this tired when then gradually my vision started getting worse but only in one eye and then when I um one day I think I had I had something in my right eye and I just kind of closed it you know and I'd noticed that um with my left eye everything was black and white like all shades of grey and um I had all these you know colourful baby toys children's toys on the floor and they were all they were, it was like looking at a, a, a black and white tv screen you know like there was just nothing there and I thought well that's odd what's what, what's that about that must have been a bit worrying to say the least at that point yeah, yeah I had I yeah. just no clue what that meant at all and I couldn't seem to find anything on the internet about it and um, I just kept thinking oh maybe it'll come back you know and just just ignoring it like that and then um he seemed to understand exactly what I was saying. Everything he was, he, he just, he, he knew what direction he was going in with his questioning. And he even said to me, he said, have you got pins and needles anywhere? And I said, oh yeah, I've got pins and needles in, in my legs. But that's obviously nothing to do with my eye. And I laughed because I was thinking, I don't know why I mentioned it. And um, he was like, right, okay. Um, yeah, I think what you need to do is, um, he said, don't worry. He said, you're not, you're not like, it's not life-threatening, he said, but it is something that you do need to get sorted and get on top of as quickly as you can. He said, I think it's something neurological. So, and um, yeah, obviously I had I'd, I'd Googled what my symptoms were and it kept, eventually I did find arthritis and it was like, this does fit. And uh, I was like, well, what causes optic neuritis? And it said um, either MS or uh, uh, like a rare infection. And I thought, well, and then I clicked on it and I clicked on the symptoms for MS and it was just, I was horrified because I was like, I have that, I have that, I have that, I have that. And I was, I was like having a panic attack in the kitchen on my own because I'm thinking, oh, no. oh my God, it's like, and I got it muddled up with motor neuron disease and I thought I'm going to like, I don't know, I'm, go I'm just going to um, get really, really ill really quickly and like I'm probably going to be dead in a few years and I've, I've got a baby and my older daughter, she's, she's oh, like, she's and, and I'm trying to like part of me is just going calm down just, just read about the prognosis read about what MS actually is I didn't know what to think really nobody can tell you what's going to happen that's the thing with it yeah. isn't it yeah and I was just kind of like I mean finally someone had said to me MS I was like right so okay so it's, it's, it's definitely that and then I don't know trying to work out what was going on like I, I was like well is my sight gonna come back am I gonna go completely blind when I, you know in both eyes and what's gonna happen with it you mm. know? so what have you been affected with on a day-to-day -day basis has it been yeah. remitting and relapsing relapsing and remitting is that yeah. what you got to diagnose yeah. yes that one uh, it just didn't seem to remit I kept waiting for it to like fully remit but it, <laughs> it didn't it didn't um so what what have you ended up living with then? What sort of symptoms before we talk about? Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of pain, like the, the pain sort of built up. Um, it was bizarre because the, um, the tingling, the pins and needles sort of, um, as when it was in my legs, it ended up as, as the days went by in, in the run up to being diagnosed. Um, it started, it was 
going up further up and up my body until like I could just feel every part of my body I ever had tingling pins and needles some places were completely numb like um my, my right arm was like it was like it wasn't mine because I had mm-hmm. there was nothing there if I was like it was like someone had sewn like a mannequin arm on or something it was just really weird and, and I was sort of tempted to see how far I could maybe push like a sewing needle in or something see if I, <laughs> when I would actually feel something um not the best idea for, for people that are listening to this it's not I didn't yeah. do it <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so it was things like that and uh, there was a bit of like numbness in my face and things um I went I had the blindness um so yes yeah, so because I couldn't feel things properly as well there was lots of balance issues and, and mobility issues and things um gripping things I couldn't I couldn't fasten the press studs on like baby girls and stuff it felt very weak and vulnerable and um and then yeah so so gradually as those things went on the um the, the, the pain started becoming more and more prominent and obviously I was fatigued a lot I was so exhausted I, I'd wake up after an eight hour sleep and I would think I, I feel like I've been up all night I feel like I've been up all night doing a night shift I always I always prefer to go for the um sort of natural remedies and stuff like that first mm. and then my husband used to always say to me I know when you're ill because you, you actually you, you take medication if you know when you're in pain because you'll take paracetamol and it? with this mm-hmm. i've seen you go from being a person who doesn't really bother with painkillers at all to someone who gets up every day and is taking painkillers all the time and he said and they're clearly not working on you because you're you know you're not any better you're kind of lethargic all the time and still complaining of being in pain and i just thought this is such hard work. Is this is this my life now? I'm just gonna be in constant pain all the time because this is this is awful. It just won't go no mm. matter what you do. Um so I'm always looking out for Yeah. For anything that you can yeah. do to help it. Yeah. And so are you a regular user of any of the alternative therapies that you've tried or did you just have you just kind of tried them and a lot is there anything of, that you're using now? Yeah, the, uh, a lot of things I've tried for a while, tried to give it a, a chance to see if it makes a difference, and then stopped. Um, and then I did end up, everyone was raving about CBD, and I thought, I don't want to be one of those people who jump on this, and, and you know, doctors kind of go, you're just looking at, for any excuse to take this this medication or whatever they want to call it. Um so I waited and waited and waited and then in the end I thought I'm going to give this a try <clears throat> and I just bought the um the, the one that was on sale in Holland and Barrett uh, just capsules and uh, I thought it probably won't work it's probably just a placebo I'm not so I, I took it fully expecting nothing mm. and um a short time later, like I just got on with just getting on for the day, being a person in pain who's used to just having that pain there kind of a thing. And then stopping and going, oh, actually, the, it's, it feels a lot better. I was surprised that it did end up working. And um, when I've, because I've talked to my neurologist and he just laughed at me. Which is not what you want. No, no. And um I was encouraged as well to say that, look, I've tried this, I'm buying it, it's, it's, it's expensive. Could could I get a prescription based on, on what I, I'm suffering and how I found that by like, get, taking it is helping me? So, and 
Um, and that was actually another nurse that told me to to ask him that. So I plucked up the courage to ask him, and that's when he just laughed in my face and he went, "It's not for MS. It's it's you know for something else." And I was like, "Okay, well, fine. I'll just keep on buying it myself then." Yeah, and that's what you've carried on doing it, doing. Yeah. yeah. So CBD, mm-hmm. that is a cannabis derivative, isn't it? Yes. The oil mm-hmm. from it. But it's not the hallucinogenic. No, that's THC. And the, the, I think they take the plant and they just extract the, the CBD. Or when they extract it, they're, they're able to separate the THC from the CBD. So it doesn't cause any of those type of effects that you would see in someone who would say be like, you know, smoking a joint or whatever. It's, mm. you, don't, you don't get any of those sort of you, like um, your paranoia or... Um, yeah like craving food like you're supposed to get like the munchies and stuff like that that mm-hmm. not, nothing like that happens all it does for me all i notice it does ease the pain a bit yeah so um, you've definitely definitely had benefit i think so i mean a lot of people take it for anxiety and stuff like that and i'm thinking well maybe it has helped with those things too but i think it's because the pain is the biggest problem i have that's the place where i notice it the most yeah so, need anything else too brilliant oh yeah and there's different kinds of dosage so you bought the strongest sort of over the counter that you can buy in a health food shop yeah the strongest i could get um yeah. i went in um and got it for my mum for uh, uh like when she was dealing with the cancer and i went into holland and barton and i asked where it wasn't at the time they went oh we have to keep it under the counter and only people with illnesses can have it and i said well i'm actually buy would need to buy it from my mum she has cancer and she's in a lot of pain and she's um she's she's tried all sorts and she's willing to try anything and they're like oh yeah you can have that and I said and incidentally I have MS as well and I've told my mum if she finds it works on her I'll give it a go and is that what you did or did you actually just try it on yourself straight away no no my mum took it for a bit first she took the droplets and um I asked her if she thought it done anything and she felt that everything that she was because she was taking lots of other painkillers and stuff too and she was she had all sorts and she said if i don't if i miss one of them out any of these things including the cbd um it, the, the pain gets worse i need to take all of them so i think that all of them work together to help me she said that's just how i feel um so she didn't want to stop taking the cbd after that and she took it at certain times of the day and stuff and that's when i thought right well if if you I said if you found that it worked, I would give it a shot. But I was I was conscious of because she was on so much so many other things that maybe it was just she just thought it was, and that's why I wasn't expecting it to do anything for me. So I was quite surprised to see that there was a, a difference. Yeah, and it's what you go in expecting. Um, and is it how expensive is it? So how much do you spend a month on it? it don't it, mind me asking. I had to get a Holland and Barrett card just so I could get like points because I thought I'm going to be in here a lot. Um, but yeah, I try and get it when it's on offer. And I, I think um, the most I've ended up spending, the, the biggest bottle is 60 capsules, which yeah. would last you 60 days. But sometimes if you need to take it, then you, it's only going to last you a month. So I try and get it when there's an offer on. When we were sort of conversing a little bit in this Facebook group, Mm-hmm. You were talking as well about you've tried some other other more alternative uh, yeah. therapies, one of which was oxygen. 
I'd, li I'd like to hear just a little bit more about what you've done in terms of the oxygen side of things, if that's all right. Mm -hmm. um, it, it started off when I'd been for an MRI scan. I'd been on the table for like ages and the, the, all those different horrible vibrations that, you know, come through. Um, when I got up, I was in a lot of agony from, from being on, on, you know, having that all that vibration on me. But the next day I woke up and I felt so much better. And when I was talking to my nurse, she was like, oh yeah, you should go to an MS therapy center and go on their vibro gym. You're only on it for a few minutes, but you know, um, the, the vibrations and that are supposed to really help. And I mean, at first you feel terrible, but then the next day, it helped, you know, pays off kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So I had inquired about this at this MS therapy center. And when I was talking to them, the, the, the mentioned that they had an oxygen chamber. You're in that for an hour, whereas on the vibro gym, you're, you're on it for like a couple of minutes. So you can only tolerate a couple of minutes. And I thought, well, I mean, it was good price. It was £10 to join and then £10 to, for whatever you used. You just pay £10 for each thing. So I thought, well, everyone's really, I've heard people talk about these oxygen chambers. And if they've got one, I should maybe give it a go because it's supposed to work on people with sports injuries and stuff like that. Mm. So I thought, and then at least I'm paying £10 for an hour and not like five minutes or whatever. <laughs> Um, try to get my money's worth and I thought well, I've got the opportunity to use it I'm going to give it a go and I went in there with sort of high hopes but again you know it's just like you never know and uh, I went in and I, I was using it every week they have like scheduled times um, mm -hmm. and there was must have been about five or six of us yeah I was using it every week with them and you take a book in to read um, and I would find that I would make me worse afterwards but I also have um I was diagnosed shortly after my MS with stenosis with myelopathy in my um, neck and what the oxygen chamber is supposed to sort of mimic going deep sea diving or like diving underwater as if you've got like a, a yeah. scuba diving tank on you yeah all that kind of thing on and that is supposed to help and that's when I thought I've given it a go. A lot of people have raved about it and it's worked for them, but for me, it hasn't. Um, which I was a bit gutted about, really. Uh, and I just thought, maybe I'll try it again in the future, but for now, no. Because um, even though it was the MS Therapy Centre, they do, um, you know, the, the, they'll happily take other people on as members as well for their invisible illness or, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Help a lot of people with a lot of different things, and yeah. And I would say to people, if someone said to me, I'm thinking about trying the oxygen chamber, I, I wouldn't say, Oh, god, no, don't do it, it's rubbish. I'd say, Well, yeah, give it a go. It didn't work for me, but mm. I think it works for a lot of other people. So, mm. and I'm, I've met people who have had a lot of benefits from it as well. Um, so it's, it is just a case of trying all these different things out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's um. It. And do you do you sort of take disease modifying drugs or are you just doing more symptomatic relief like your gabapentin? I am now because okay. I had a lot of struggles with GMTs. And when I threw my MS nurse, I said, Can I just try nothing at the moment and just manage my symptoms? Every, like daily, the daily stuff that I've, I've got to combat. So I said, I feel like I'm fighting another battle when I'm taking these disease modifiers. And she was like, well, okay, we'll do that. We'll monitor you. We'll see how you get on not taking anything. And the moment there's any change, you can look at maybe it's going on something else. And 
it, it was scary too because I was like, have I just opened the door to let it come back out, you know, with force mm. sort of thing? Um, am I doing the right thing? I'm like, and and every it was like I was I was looking out at every single symptom. Every is is this this is a usual symptom I get, but is it stronger? Does this mean I'm relapsing? Should I contact my nurse? Should I, you know? And I was like that for a long time, um, nitpicking at every little thing. But it's been three years now that I haven't been on a disease modifier and just managing my symptoms my way, finding things that work for me. And, and I'm just getting on it. I know that, you know, and I've just got to deal with that when it comes really. For the moment, I think I'm just focused on, on being able to function through a day and be there, be there for my family, but make sure that I'm part of enjoying what we have and, Mm -hmm. doing things that we like to do and going places that we like to go and you know and just just being sure that I am forgetting about the MS for a little bit yeah so Fiona what sort of advice would you give to somebody like like yourself somebody like yourself that's wanting to maybe go down a more natural less reliance on drugs approach what would you say to them in terms of where they could find information or um, just get some help? Yeah, um, well, I would say you, your nurse should always be there to offer you advice, even if it is, just because it's not um, you know, a prescription medication or anything, that they should advise you of places that you can look. Um, look out for an MS therapy centre. There's there's quite a few there's not many up in the north I was quite surprised that there was one close to me but it's the only one close to me Mm. so if you're further south you've probably got more options and there's probably different ones have different facilities so look out for those search just search yourself or internet or whatever for different natural remedies keep an open mind but don't expect miracles and good point yeah and if you do have to take even just one prescription thing don't don't like um feel too bad about it because if it's helping if it if it does help and it does do what you need it to do then that's the important thing because um it's helping you get on with things so just if you do find stuff that does work for you that is from nature as well then continue them alongside your prescription stuff sort of like mm. um, that's what you're doing isn't it yeah and and if if you can't stop the prescription then yeah like i say don't don't worry about it but um if you can go all natural brilliant and don't also don't let people who don't believe in that kind of stuff to you know make you feel bad about it put you down or laugh at you just that's their sort of you know opinion on on things you know yeah so you've got to be quite strong willed i guess haven't you to just stand up to other people's opinions yeah so would you say that the cbd has been of the biggest benefit of the stuff that you've tried it is it's um surprising um that yeah that's that's one of the things it's it's sort of a, a mainstay um the other things i've tried and i've ended up quitting because they just haven't done what I needed them to do or it's been things where I've done for a bit and then I've had to stop or I might go back to but 
the the CBDs definitely ended up being something I've thought I'm I'm gonna have to. It seems to be doing something, so I'm not gonna try and sort of justify me taking it to other people who think I'm I'm not going to be walking around with signs saying legalise it and stuff like that. It's a, it's a totally different part of the, the plant anyway. Um, don't, um, yeah, a lot of people might think straight away that, you know, CBD all comes from, you know, the cannabis plant, so you must be a druggie. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's not the case of that. And then, people really need to change their perception on that one, don't they? Yes, and 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 I think I did at first because I was like, "What if people are like, well, she's got a derivative from cannabis in her house and she has children, kind of a thing." And <laughs> and like, well, if you actually understood what it is, and it is a plant and it comes from nature. Yes, there are lots of plants that can have lots of terrible effects. Um, so just because it's from nature doesn't always necessarily mean it's good, but this part of it seems to do a good job for a lot of different symptoms in a lot of different illnesses for a lot of different people. So it's definitely something that should be um, more widely available. I shouldn't just have to, my only option shouldn't be Holland and Barrett, I don't think. I think it, it, the need to, um, what the people who are taking it are saying, what they're finding. So it isn't just for people with, um, say, severe epilepsy and stuff. I think yeah. if I could have got like a little bit higher, it might make a bit of difference. And I think well, I think I think there is stuff that is available in higher concentration, mm. um, but they're not high street sh- high street shops. Yeah, and um, then it's like how, um, how are you? What what's the sort of stance on people going to these shops? Are they are they like proper legitimate businesses? Mm. You know what they're doing. I know I tried to talk to one of them and I asked because they had a purple one, a blue one, and a green one. And I said, "What's the difference?" And they said, "Oh, we can't we can't um, answer that question under the act, some act of 1939 or something." All you can do is go to our forum and talk to people who have taken it, you know, our customers, our regular customers, and they'll tell you which one's best suited. And I thought, but no, you're, if I'm going to buy from you, I expect you to tell me, you must know why you've got them in different coloured bottles. What's that about? And, and they couldn't tell me. And I thought, well, and, and they just couldn't. And I think a lot of places are like that. And I don't know, maybe it's what they are selling might work better for me than what the doors that Holland and Barrett does but at the moment I can't I can't use them because I don't know what it is I'm buying yeah no I hear that so it's still it's not an an easy thing to necessarily get right straight away is it from what you're saying no it's not and I think it's still ongoing as well like I'm just I'm making do with this at the moment because it helps just that little bit but if I could get it where it helps that little bit more that could make a difference too Mm. My, my daily life lifestyle. I hear what you're saying. So lots of food for thought there. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Now what we don't want to do is put is give people the impression that you're now an expert and that people can get in touch with you. Um because I think from everything you're saying, you have you've kind of navigated this for yourself. Yeah, I tend to do that with a lot of things and um but you see, I'm an expert. I still feel like a newbie. I still feel like a new, newly diagnosed. And even though 
I've had like been diagnosed six and a half. Yeah, I still feel like I'm I'm still learning, and we never stop learning, though, do we? No, no, that's true. <laughs> we never stop learning because our body is constantly changing what it's capable of. Yeah, and there's always it's feeling. No, there's always something different. That's yeah, rising. There's different, you know, possibilities and. There's always things to look at, isn't there? And kind of as soon as there's something that comes about that just even so much as mentions MS, it's like, well, I've got to read up on that, see what mm-hmm. that's about. Fiona, it's been really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got two questions that I always end on. Mm-hmm. And that is, if you could be anywhere in the world, where would you be? And what would you be drinking? So... Where would you be? Right. Well, it would have to be somewhere warm, like really warm. <laughs> yeah. Cold is really bad for me. I know a lot of people say that the, the heat's too much for them as well, but I find, I think when we're having like really hot days, it's like, oh, it's brilliant. I could just sit out in this all day. I love this. Um, so as long as it's really warm, I could still be just right here at home in the beautiful mm-hmm. northeast countryside. Um, mm-hmm. Or somewhere really nice like Fiji. (laughs) Um, Sounds lovely. If it was to be somewhere on a holiday, somewhere I would be, yeah, I'd like to go to Fiji. But as long as there's lots of fun activities for the kids to do. And at the end of the day, when we're all winding down and there's a lovely sunset, I think I'd have to be drinking a Malibu and pineapple. (gasps) Oh, that's nice. Delicious. I like to make my own cocktails with Malibu at home. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, one of my favourite drinks. So it's nice to just sit down with one of those and nice cold one of those and just, yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> oh, thank you for joining us, Fiona. Now then, if you're an MS action taker, I want to keep in touch with you. So can you sign up to hear about my future MS Action Takers activities. The link to sign up is in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to today's MS show. Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you'd like to get more involved with the MS show, why not join our Facebook community? Just search Facebook for The MS Show. Come back soon for another dose of MS information and inspiration. You've been listening to the MS Show podcast.